one thing that is often forgotten from the discussion of how all Japan progressed in the 1990s is the role of the foreigner. And Japanese wrestling had been built around the gaijin, the outsider, for decades, since the 50s. But in the 90s, a crop of foreigners in all Japan really started to make an impact, not only as sort of performers, but how they affected the Japanese workers who were going in all Japan. And while everyone will point to Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody, Abdullah the Butcher, the Funks, they all had big impact, but no two Americans in the early 90s had a bigger impact than Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy, the Miracle Violence Connection. And at the end of the Real World Tag Team League in 1991, which I believe was December 6th, you had Mitsuharu Misawa and Toshiaki Kawada taking on Terry Gordy and Steve Williams in a match that I can describe as defining what impact should mean in a Japanese wrestling match, and in particular, how it led us towards the style that we would see in the later 90s as perfected by Misawa, Kawada, Tawe, and Kobashi, and Akiyama to a degree, and Kikuchi, and Ogawa. There were a whole bunch of them, but really those four, the four golden pillars, as they were known, uh, are sort of the gods of this style. But what's amazing is when you watch Williams and Gordy work with Kawada and Misawa, they all amplify things that are needed to bring a match to the top level. Case in point. Misawa is so over. Like, everything he does gets tremendous heat. And everyone is behind him. When Gordy and Williams give him an assisted powerbomb on the outside, the crowd erupts, trying to will Misawa back into this match. Later, when Kawada's taken a beating, and he gets powerbombed by Gordy, and you have to remember something about the powerbomb at this point. It was not a long-lasted move. Though it did get overused starting about 1990. It was really just a move of the 80s, and Terry Gordy is often given credit for having popularized it. Which makes sense, because he popularized it. Every power moment here means something. In the same way a lot of people think that the super kick today means something, but I think there are like seven or eight power bombs in this match. But what you quickly notice is it's how they are taken and what the step 
after it is. So a great example is Gordy powerbombs Kawada. One, two, and it's obviously going to be a three, but Misawa makes a save coming from the outside. And when you look at him, there's absolute desperation on his face. It is the this is the last chance we have moment. The powerbomb still meant something, even though it was being used quite a bit, particularly in this match. Where Williams really influenced the All Japan style isn't necessarily in how they work, but what happens when the big moments happen. How are they sold? How are they produced so that the audience gets away the most impact? And if you look at the Gordy Williams team, it is Gordy who is giving you the meat of the match. He is the one providing the flow. He is the one providing the message. Whereas Williams is giving you the big moments, the big impact. And part of that is just his absolute presence is menacing. And you definitely see that in 93. And we're definitely going to talk about Kawada versus Steve Williams, which I consider to be one of the greatest matches of all time. Didn't win match of the year, though. Bummer. What happens in this match is Kawada and Misawa are trying their best to work the style that has been so effective in their fight with Tsurutagun. And they were a next-level tag team. I don't know how they didn't win Tag Team of the Year in everything. Every year they teamed. They were great. But what the Miracle Violence connection had that they didn't was the presence. Because no matter how over Misawa was, and Kawada, they did not have the menacing presence and hell, even the name Miracle Violence Connection that Gordian Williams had. And when Williams hits a move, even like a relatively simple variant on a belly-to-belly -belly suplex, and I think the announcing does a big part of it to sell this, it looks deadly. More so it looks as if it could have ended the match, even though the way he used it was more as a transition hold. And here's where we get some really interesting stuff. Because when you see Williams and Kawada work together, Kawada throws just hyper-fast knees and a great, great, great uh, Inzagiri, which allows him to tag in Misawa. And Misawa hits his beautiful clothesline. And the way Williams kicks out makes it look like he has everything left in the tank. This is like, I think, 10, maybe even 15 minutes into the match. Because then as soon as Misawa goes for the, uh, for the cover, he just picks him up, carries him to the corner, and tags in Gordy. It's this sort of thing that makes this match so amazing. 
And then once he tags in Gordy, the real fun happens. Because he just eventually punches him, knocks him out of the ring, and then delivers the single most deadly-looking Tope Suicida. Actually, it's Elbow Suicida, I should say, I've ever seen. It looks brutal. And the way Gordy sells it is like he has just been hit with a baseball bat. And then I love they go back into the ring and you see Misawa working out his elbow. I would not be shocked if he literally cleaned Gordy's clock because Steve Williams comes over to him, picks him up, and tosses him back in the ring. Now, Gordy is actually one of the best sellers in the history of wrestling as from a realistic point of view. And I think both Gordy and Hanson broke the Bruiser Brody streak of continuous streak of best brawler. When you have Williams working like he does, it's a brawling style, yes, but at the same time, it just feels like he is a big, powerful, incredibly fast pro wrestler. Not necessarily a brawler, and it's it's a weird sort of ideal. And even little things like when he goes and he uh, takes a whole bunch of offense from Kawada. He, when he goes even to a knee, it means as much as most people doing a flip bump. And also, Williams delivers some in intensely painful-looking back elbows, particularly to Kawada's face. One of the big problems, of course, with the legacy of these guys is the head drop. And we don't see it here as much, but once we started to see Williams regularly using the backdrop driver, it would get bad. But here, the more focus is on the things like the power bomb, the power slam, and I still say Steve Williams' power slam is not the prettiest, but it has the most impact look to it. But these guys also know how to kick out. And that's one of the things that's really key. One of the things I loved about uh, Sonata versus Okada, oh, not Okada, the other guy, <laughs> uh, the finish of the G1 last year, was that there was that kick out at like 2 and 12 thirteenths. And here, at one point, Williams gets takes a frog splash. And he kicks out at two, but he more just rolls. And it's really about two and two-thirds, maybe. It just... He makes it feel like there is a legitimacy to it that is missing from a lot of wrestlers. This match in particular is one of the true greats in the history of tag team wrestling. But what it shows is these were the guys who would be driving the style. Gordy less so. He wouldn't be around for much longer. But Williams, for sure, 
and of course, Misawa and Kawada. What they're providing here is some of the best work you could imagine. But they're showing, in essence, when we were getting Kobashi, Misawa versus Kawada and Tawei. Misawa and Kobashi were working the Kawada and Misawa style while Kawada and Tawei were working like the Miracle Violence Connection. And part of it's about intensity. Part of it is about how the face and the heel, and it's hard to be, to sort of determine that in this period of all Japan because it's more faction fighting. But here, Williams and Gordy are working as a heel. They're a heel team. That said, they're doing a form of it that is incredibly hardworking. The finish, of course, uh, Kawada has to be the one to take the finish. And, you know, something that I was not used to, and I need to remember, is Kawada coming off the top rope with an elbow drop onto Gordy. Gordy kicks out. And it's an okay kick out. It's not a great one. But that really sets it all in motion. Because then Williams comes back in, gives him the Oklahoma Stampede, beautiful variant of the Power Slam, and tells Gordy to drop him. And they set him up and they give him the assisted powerbomb. And then Misawa kicks him out. The desperation save. But what's obvious here is this is what's leading to the finish. And while Misawa and Williams are going out in the corner, Kawada makes a stand and gives a pretty phenomenal German suplex to Gordy. But it doesn't work. And literally, this is the match breaking down. And once Williams knocks Misawa out of the ring and then gives him a clubbing forearm, one of just the most beautiful moves, Kawada goes for a kick. Gordy catches his leg and then just drives him down, which leads Gordy to get the powerbomb, which leads to the one, two, three. It is a narrative chunk that All Japan would use again and again in tag matches, even in singles matches, this idea that you have to have this back-and-forth interplay towards the end. It cannot just be, this is the big move that ends it. It has to be. This is the sequence that leads to the finish. 
this does not quite apply when the burning hammer comes about, but we'll talk about that much later. This is a phenomenally good match and probably my favorite Miracle Violence Connection match. Not just because it's four of my all-time favorite wrestlers, but because if you look at how they are working, they are defining what tag team wrestling in all Japan is going to be like. Next episode, we're going to go into 1992. I'm going to talk a lot in 92 about the legacy of Tsuruda. The ascendance of Misawa Kawada as the feud. And I'll also be talking about one of the great tag matches ever. Which is also a match of two Japanese wrestlers versus two foreign wrestlers. So stay tuned. It's going to be a fun one. Actually, a fun five. (laughs)